and welcome to the NFT Roundup, your weekly bite-sized chunk of NFT news. Today, we're very grateful to have the legend that is Toby Lasso with us. How are you doing today, Toby? Good, thank you, mate. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Talk about the news. Yeah, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> so yeah, this is our NFT Roundup show. I think this is our third episode now. I'm trying to keep them short under half an hour, but um, I do tend to waffle on, so we'll see, we'll see how we do. Before we jump into the news, let's have a quick catch up with you, Toby. How, how's it all been going since we had you on last? Uh, yeah, it's been it's been going well. Um, lots of ups and downs, swings and roundabouts, you know. But um, it's it's just the game we play in the NFT space. Um, but yeah, it's been super interesting. Um, it was lo- loved being on your guys' podcast before, and since then we've uh, launched Weather Report and you know, created uh, uh, with the largest NFT festival that anyone's seen and just coming off the back of that for the last two days. And yeah, just sort of been trading in the background and <laughs> trying to stay abreast of everything going on while building. Awesome. Yeah, I think so. Weather Report, how long ago was it now that you minted? It was uh, just over a month ago just now. Over a month ago. So that was like literally the beginning of this little kind of mini bear market that we've come into. But you guys are still minted out straight away. Um, good performance there. You kind of like were like the end of the little mini bull market we had just as we kind of transitioned into this bear market. Um, how was that for you? Did you Were you aware of that when you came to Mint that the market kind of engagement was down? Did it affect you in any way? Yeah, I think, you know, like at the end of February, we had quite a lot of projects, you know, uh, Star Catchers and Wonder Pals and yeah. Invisible Friends and all that. It, like it, it was, we, you know, ended up seeing quite a bit of a liquidity suck because mm-hmm. uh, from all of our favorite projects or the projects we've been a part of as people rushed to get into some of these projects that had come down with the mini bear market um, and had a bit more agreeable floors. So it's been definitely interesting, obviously just so excited to, to mint out and, yeah. you know, have such an amazing community stick with us. Um, it's not been easy, absolutely not. But yeah. when, you know, we start delivering on roadmap items and showing people that the project is built differently, um, we start seeing, uh, you know, a good price correction and, and, and start moving again. I think we, we had to sit down and be like, okay, well, um, where we're going to we're going to aim for the medium to long term you know and delivering on those metrics and just quietly working in the background um and showing the value as the weeks and months go past absolutely and i think the one thing i really liked well one of the things i should say that i liked about your project is that you did have a really good long-term plan for it i mean when we had you on the podcast talking about it i think that was definitely one of the things that's really important to me for a project these days is that they a have a really strong brand and B, it goes beyond the mint. So a lot of people are just so focused on the mint and the artwork and that's it. Whereas you guys were really, you had a big team working on this. You guys were thinking about all the different aspects and the caveats that go into building, not just an NFT project, but a brand and a company as well. Yeah, I think you know, it's the NFT space constantly moving, moving goalposts all the time, changing, uh, evolving day after day, week after week. Um, and I think this is one of the first times that, you know, we, we launched Weather Report with the express intention of it being a brand. Um, yeah. And I think sometimes that can be a little bit unpalatable compared to what we do know already, you know, which is like the origin story. And, you know, this person's been drawing this artwork for 10 years um, yeah. and uh, we're championing them. And in this way, it's, you know, underneath the creative director and, and being built out um, as, a, as, as a brand in a way that, you know, Nike, Coca-Cola, Supreme, build out their brands and just trying to find uh, the right balance of making sure that we maintain that 
higher echelon brand ethos while also delivering for our holders and generating value and in real life events and uh, still cultivating a really powerful community. It's, it's been a really interesting new challenge to navigate compared to some of the projects I've been a part of before. And it's just great. You just learn. You just keep learning. Yeah, that's cool. It's a good feather, feather for your cap as well, because obviously um, the Vinnie Hager's letters was very much art focused. And then this is more that kind of um, bigger brand and company and bigger collection. So it's cool that you're sort mm -hmm. of ticking them off now. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what you're going to do next. <laughs> yeah, some some fun things in the works for sure. I'm excited to start sharing over the next few months. But um, yeah, wanna, I want to like a, a lot of what I've realized over the last six weeks or since we last spoke is um, that balance is imperative, you know, and uh, there are a thousand things to make and build and, uh, you know, umpteen amazing people to make them with uh, yeah. when you're lucky enough to be connected through these events and, and in the space over the last year. Um, so it's just picking moments, times and correct builds uh, and trying to build something. I mean, me, I definitely want to make sure that my attention stays with the projects that I'm a part of uh, and it always will do, but anything I build going forward uh, akin from those things will be different and hopefully, you know, space changing rather than just what people have been seeing and have been yeah. buying. Um, yeah. I think this is going to be such an interesting year for NFTs. I think last year was that really build, build up of that hype and a lot more people joining the space and the big institutions and companies coming in. And I think this year is going to be, it's a bit of pathfinding and it's going to be a lot of innovation and it's just going to be, I think it's just going to snowball and it's going to be by this time next year, I think the whole space is just going to be unrecognizable to how it is today. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, I think about a year prior, you know, yeah. the board just celebrated a year and, and, uh, you know, like cool cats in July and stuff like that, you know, it's just so different from even <laughs> eight months ago, if not yeah. three months ago, when we were getting free tokens airdrop for Christmas, you know, like that doesn't <laughs> happen anymore. because oh. of, It's just like, we just keep going through phases. And it's really amazing. I feel like, you know, if there's any reason to get into NFTs early, it's to just live through the phases. So you yeah. have more like understanding uh, the longer you spend researching and, and experiencing phase after phase after phase just the more intelligent you get the more you know um easy or the more easy it is to see red flags and all that other stuff so yeah just happy to be a part of things yeah. for sure I, I going back on that i i better be getting more airdrops for christmas that is now part that is now <laughs> part of the tradition for me if i don't get an airdrop over christmas that i can kind of show off to my family who've all been telling me crypto and nfts are a scam for ages then then what's christmas yeah. all about <laughs> Can the desk do something, please? Yeah. <laughs> it's the old uh, stocking filler airdrops. Um, so let, we're going to race through some of these things because we want to get onto the news. But um, we, can't, we can't not talk about it. Weatherfest. I've seen it. I really wanted to go. Couldn't, couldn't afford to fly out there. I've already got plans to fly out, I think, to the US three times, the three times in the first six months of this year. So um, I held back. I'm looking forward to Weatherfest London. But tell me about how it went. Uh, yeah, it was it was really amazing. I mean, it's something we've been working and cultivating for a while. I mean, we like you, we mentioned earlier, minted a month ago, and this was the first thing that we really wanted to deliver on. And and as I talked back on the pod uh, a few months ago, you know, we are the sum of our parts at Weather Report, and we have um, our hands in in loads of different areas of Web two and Web three, and so sort of those crossover connections, especially with Will and Zach, Will and Zach's background in yeah. uh, streetwear and music, and and uh, you know we hired a head of IRL who uh, runs a bunch of quite um, affluent clubs over here and, and and nighttime spots and things, and so we we definitely padded out our team initially with the people that we needed, and then we spent yeah. the last 
two and a half, three weeks, just making sure that we could deliver on it. Um, and I think that uh, it was a testament to what we can deliver. I think a lot of people were waiting in the wings to see if we could really pull off what we said we were going to. I tweeted like a month and a half ago um, that Weatherfest was going to be like unlike any NFT event anyone's ever seen ever before. Uh, and I got a lot of people being like, you know, this is cap, you know, like, what are you talking about? And I was like, okay, you know, we'll just wait till the 24th. Um, but so, yeah, so I, I feel really, really like thankful for how it went and for the people who came, you know, we had a fly out contest and we got to fly out someone from England and yeah. from, from all over. And, and, and just to get to like be with the people who have been in the discord, like, uh, def- like just looking out for us and, and people who've rocked with the project from the beginning, that's who it was for. You know, the most important part of the night was getting all of our holders in to make sure yeah. that they could do the experience. And then adding in sort of like the curated playlist element, we didn't just have one artist play and be like, this was the headliner artist. What was really important to us is that the music that we listen to or that definitely inspires LA culture um, was represented in a way that ran like a playlist, you know, um, you know, from Buddy to Soldier Boy to YG, Swaley and, and um, you know, just a bunch of amazing DJs like Blondie Beach, Blondie Beach and uh, it, like and Pedro and stuff like it was it was just it was special and it was special to be able to deliver on all of those things and see the artists there enjoying where they they were as well like it was super cool you know everyone's been to a show where like artists were clearly t- turned up and were like yeah like I'll just do my 30 minute set and then I'll leave but yeah you know there were a ton of other artists who just sh- showed up you know like Theopas London was there was there and like people were just hanging out because that was the cool thing to do that night and so it was really special to do what we'd set up to do um which was which is part of our sort of supreme ethos which is bridge web 2 and web 3 um, yep. and I think that web 3 can just be like an echo chamber sometimes of like mm-hmm. a thousand Definitely. people on spaces <laughs> yelling the same trope at each other <laughs> to be able to have like people come and be like, oh, this is the first NFT I ever bought. Oh, I didn't know NFTs were this cool. You know, like I think that making sure that we can make NFTs look palatable to people who aren't necessarily in the space yet is very important. Mm -hmm. And then bringing 70% NFT people, 30% uh, Web2 uninitiated people together to just Mm -hmm. talk and converse ends up with people probably buying NFTs. Yeah. Um, I don't think you you can't go to an event like um, after having been to Eve Denver and the Crypto Dads meetup and just the vibe that you get I think as someone who's outside of it coming into one of these places and seeing what the vibe's like it's uh it, that's got to be it's got to drag you down the rabbit hole um and no kicking and screaming involved exactly voluntarily jumping down the rabbit hole <laughs> that's it that's it and I think these these this festival these in real, in real life events like a lot of um a lot of projects kind of crowbar in their their meetups but I think there's it's so perfect for your brand what you guys are doing the people you've got working on your project everything that you're building and doing it's just such a good synergy between that and the kind of festival and the kind of thing the event that you put on it just it, it marries up so well yeah I think you know there, there's definitely a gap in the market or for people who uh you know projects who can deliver on 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 quite large-scale events that are embraced in culture you know like Meetups for individual projects are fantastic and wonderful, and I've been to many of them, you know, Cool Cats and uh, all, all these other projects that I'm a part of, and we run them for Vinny and, and these other things. But, um, you know, with, with Weatherfest and Weather Report, like, it, it is a festival. It's meant to be a fest, you know, and there's uh, some really great feedback, you know, people calling it Baby Coachella and, like, all this other stuff. Like, it was really nice to hear, you know, especially yeah, so. coming from where we 
where, especially coming from like you know, Web3 is our home. You know, we made yeah. it our home in the last year and, you know, we're every bit a part of it as everyone else and love it for the reasons that, you know, are, are pure. Uh, and so to be able to bring what we've done over the last sort of seven years collectively, especially Will and Zach with their event management planning and, and, and culture building, and then to bring it into the space that we love so much, yeah. like, and just make, put the foot down is, is, is really cool. So excited to be able to deliver um sort of 10x that in new york for nft nyc that's our next stop oh amazing yeah absolutely uh, me and kelsey are actually just booked our nyc nft tickets so i'm very much looking forward to uh to, to coming to your event as well uh, and hanging out for a beer now when we had you on the podcast last time you talked uh, we asked you about what your worst ever trade was um as part of our quick fire questions and you mentioned that you had actually minted five board apes and managed to paper hand them at 0.2 yeah now i was very happy to see that you had um managed to get back into the ecosystem recently with a board ape purchase um at the at the local bottom it was the about 68 ETH. tell us a bit about it yeah um so yeah very excited to come full circle on the apes um and you know like i i i do i do want to start out by saying you know i i may identify as a cool cat and like that's the project that i love and that yeah. grew my network in this space however you know what yuga labs is doing is is truly magnificent you know like i mean and, and i mean that in it in the scale of grandeur more than i mean it in like how you should feel about it you know like obviously has everyone has their own uh opinion of the, of the as to monopolization of web3 and all that stuff but i i've really come to over the last six months um just respect how how yuga labs moves um and I don't know. I've been feeling for a very long time that if I had a, a good opportunity or a good entry opportunity that I would get back into the board ape ecosystem with what they had planned out on their roadmap. And, yeah. you know, I think regardless of how you feel about the project, you have to appreciate the stature and the grandeur yeah. it's grown oh, to, yeah. um, you know, like they bought their biggest competitor um, and, uh, and now have that all under, under an umbrella. They're pushing the idea of uh, land in the metaverse. And at the end of the day, there's too many people co-signed onto the project um, who are culturally relevant for it to sort of, you know, potentially lose its luster in any way that's too massive. Yeah. Um, and so I think we start too need big to, to fail. Yeah, we need to we need to start we need to start looking at it really as the Bitcoin of NFTs. That's how I see it. You know, it's the backbone yeah. the backbone of our ecosystem. If that fails, then everything goes down because that's what's propping yeah. up the majority of the liquidity in the market. Or it's definitely a signal for how people are looking at the the health of the market. Um, but yeah, I got extremely extremely lucky. I was inside an entire bottle of gin and been thinking about it for a long time. Um, and it was about two in the morning, and I was in Guernsey visiting my wife's family for the first time. And we were, I was just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, darling. And she was like, okay, do whatever you want. She's got a picture of me, like with my eyes covered. Like it's the most expensive thing I've ever bought. Yeah. Um, but it turned out that I actually bought Best the... I bought the absolute bottom. Then they announced yeah. Ape Token a week later, and then the floor went back up to yeah. to to previous um, to a previous high. And it was yeah. And and people were like, oh, like where did you get the information from? You're still inside of trading, and I was like, I re I promise you. <laughs> it was at the bottom you, of my bottom I just, of gin. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah well that, that that's what Winnie said she said it was gin cider trading um but um it was I, I but I, I promise you I I am I'm a notorious top buyer so I I'm just gonna say now I was due I was due so I, I feel very lucky and, and, and very blessed but yeah I, I think that just understanding that what they're doing and what they're building is extremely relevant whether you like the mutants whether you like the apes whether you don't like board ape um, whether you don't like Yuga at all they are too big to not recognize now and it's important to understand that they hold up the backbone of our system 
Absolutely. I mean, I'm slightly annoyed that you've stolen my analogy because I was going to compare them to Bitcoin as well. That was my that was my oh, thing. I've got it on my notes almost. <laughs> but yeah, that I completely agree. I really think they they have become the the Bitcoin of the NFT space, and I think that we're actually going to see the market behave in a really similar way. Um, that we have um, the kind of the way that Bitcoin goes up first, and then you have Bitcoin levels off, and then the eight, and then the altcoin. I almost said ape coins. Then the altcoins rally, and you have a little alt season, and then it all kind of tracks with uh, with Bitcoin's price action. We are seeing that a bit from from, from already um, from the way that board apes sort of leads the market. And I think we talked about it a lot on the last NFT roundup about how they've created the ape coin just created an amazing liquidation event for ape holders that really want to not get rid of their apes but gave them a chance to take some profits and actually um, injected quite a lot of money back into the market and we've seen that because we've had um, and I think we're going to have three stages in the NFT market now because you've got the the, the board ape ecosystem rallies then the rest of the blue chips rally then you get the proper altcoin season so it's like bitcoin ethereum then the and then the rest of the uh, the rest of the alts very similar to crypto um but la- la- this is nicely linked us over to the first news story which um kind of dropped literally just straight after we um recorded the last episode so it didn't make it in although it did put it on the tv graphics it was the that board ape dropped that other side trailer for the metaverse very cool trailer i'm assuming that you saw it I did, of course. Yeah. Um, and, and I think I tweeted at the time, if you score anything with the doors, I'm pretty much in. Um, and, 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 I, and I believe yeah. that as, a, as, as an important understanding. Like, well, I don't know, I'm just, just huge I'm into music. I'm taking a note on that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, there's, there's just some, I think maybe I've been living in Venice too long and it just like, every, it, like everywhere I walk, I feel like the doors just, it, like you can just see why they made the music the way they did by yeah. like how Venice is. It's just like, it links so uh, so well. Nice. Um, but yeah, an amazing trailer and really cool to see, um, you know, like other projects co-signed yes. in that trailer, you know, like come and join us. Um, mm. And so that's, I mean, it was really cool. I, someone even like edited the uh, the spaceship on like the corner and was like, no one zoomed in on like the corner of the oh, spaceship the, the and they drew like letters. Vinny's letters. Yeah, that was yeah, very was so cool. cool. I love that. Yeah, that was good. In fact, and, and I was definitely one of the people who was like, oh my God, I didn't notice that. <laughs> He's definitely done it. And then obviously it turned out that he had Photoshopped it, but really well. It looked good, didn't it? Um, I'll stick, yeah, a, I'll stick an image well. on the uh, on the screen behind us so people can see what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I like that a lot. And yeah, the linking in with the other projects was cool. So I think they haven't announced much about the, the what the metaverse that they're building is. But um, seeing that same kind of interoperability that we get with World Wide Web, um, which is another metaverse project, like a 2D pixel um, version where you can bring in your NFT from, from another collection, which is, I think, so important because as we've talked about so many times nfts are becoming people's digital brand their digital identity and that people want to want to rep that and not be sort of changing over so i think we're going to definitely have to see this kind of interoperability um as a big part of of these of these of these metaverse projects and also obviously they're working with animoca brands they seem to be really well linked with them those are the guys that are building the sandbox i know that sandbox have said that they are they're going to be integrating ApeCoin in some kind of way into into some sneaky secret project that they're building. I just think the whole way that they've marketed this, the whole way that they're doing their releases, the enigmas that are out there, keeping people guessing, not overhyping stuff for really long times before it kind of drops. They do it quite. It's quite snappy marketing that they do. They're really creating this amazing playbook that a lot of projects are going to try and follow. Um, follow. Did you take any influence? Um, 
inspiration for uh, for Weather Report from anything from Board Apes? I wouldn't say like maybe direct influence, but like they influence everything we do in the NFT space. So like yeah. you know, you're constantly watching how people release projects, and especially if you're building them, you know you need to be keeping an eye on 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 what people are using and and you know how marketing keeps evolving because it does keep evolving. I mean like my wife's working on a project called Figurgot at the moment. Um, yeah, looks very who, cool. Uh, which is, yeah, the brainchild of um, Jess Weisman, who's just a absolutely amazing, one of the most talented people I've ever met, especially she's 20 years old, and just is like, just unbelievable. Um, and like, the way that they've been dropping some of their videos and stuff, just like all super high quality, like riddles, stuff to get into the Discord, like mm-hmm. secret QR codes that are stuck in like the corner on the side table or something in the middle of a film, like, they're just really raising the bar as to like how things can be released and i think that it's just like so cool and interesting to see something different than the same old trope you know like retweet this for this that and the other you know and yeah. it's just like trying to engage a little bit more because uh, we've been having conversations um as, as a whole space i think over sort of the last four five months now about how tired the whitelist system is um yes. or allow list or w- whatever you choose to call yeah. it um and i think that you know just trying to find more creative ways until a more solid solution and fair solution is is created i think is yeah. is always fun i think i was talking about i think when it was the last nft roundup i was talking about it is that i think it's verging on disrespectful now for for our consumers that the way that we're making people jump through jump through hoops and that people can grind and get tattoos and spend hours and hours and days and days jumping through these flaming hoops for projects and not getting whiteness because they're just not shouting loud enough for just bad luck and i think as i say it just feels so disrespectful to people to kind of treat them in this way and i definitely hope that we're gonna have some um innovation there and get it a bit more of a level playing field for some people i agree <laughs> <laughs> i think um even like uh, our last couple of podcast episodes we've been putting in little with the projects we've got on we've been putting little easter eggs in there instead so to win a whitelist they just have to keep an eye on the tv screen at the back and at some point like a um we've been doing like a, making a random twitter account that they have to follow and then what we do is um use a random follower uh, picker to select who gets the whitelist from that and people really enjoyed that i think it's a bit more fun than you know having to type gm eight thousand times into a discord or um you know type in a type in a discord invite link like quicker than humanly possible as soon as someone drops <laughs> it on their twitter it's just been crazy but so moving on um i'm going to talk about this news drop today about the the frosties project do you remember the frosties project it was uh, i think it was around january i wasn't I was like busy head down with with weather report stuff during that time, but I have been reading up on it and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, funny to funny to watch uh, <laughs> all of our notorious ruggers of the space return quickly to pay yeah. people out for giveaways <laughs> and yeah. things. That, um, but I, I mean, it's it's great, right? It's obviously great. More oversight for people who are blatantly stealing, lying. Um, it needs to happen. And this is obviously uh, a shot across the bow from the Department of Justice, from yeah. the US legal system. Um, you know, Biden required his report into cryptocurrency to be released in the next 120 days. Um, and this is obviously them taking steps to start to regulate the space. And obviously yeah. that comes with uh, you know, us all sounding a little bit weary, being like, oh, you know, we don't want the restrictions to come in too tight. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the most important thing is that people are, you know, hopefully getting justice. And I, you minted, you minted Frosties, didn't you? Is that right? Yeah. How do you, you've been sneaking in my wallet again? How many? <laughs> yeah, I did mint. So um, I'll, first of all, I'll give a bit of background on Frosties just in case anyone doesn't know. So Frosties was an NFT collection in January that offered 
Um, it was uh, like it was you know a very cute kind of art style um, that it was really popular at the time and st- and still is. It was offering lots of holder rewards such as giveaways, early access to a metaverse game that they were building, exclusive mint passes to upcoming frosty seasons, um, and basically a couple of hours after they minted, they deactivated their website um, and and transferred the. Uh, 1.1 million dollars worth of uh, worth of ETH that they generated off to various off to various wallets. Um, yeah, I did mean it. it was a bit of an annoying one because January was a time where we had a huge influx, like a parabolic influx of new users into the space, and at the same time we had also a, a parabolic um, increase in the amount of scams. There were so many scams in and rugs in January and February. And I know a number of my friends who, um, my muggle friends who weren't into the NFT space, they, they had stepped in and one, and one in particular had highlighted Frosties to, to me in the group. And I was at a stage where I'd had a really good December and I was just kind of just chucking ether at stuff really. And, and, um, and this was one. So I think, yeah, I think I minted three of them. Um, I really didn't like the artwork. <laughs> So it was obviously I was just looking for a quick flip. So I kind of deserve deserve getting burnt on this one, I guess, a little bit. But um, yeah, I minted one and wasn't hugely surprised when they just they just disappeared and deleted their deleted their website, etc. Um, but yeah, so they've recently come under fire from the Department of Justice. I think I've got a quote from the special agent in t- in charge, which is Thomas Fataruso. Now, he said, NFTs represent a new era for financial instruments, but the same rules apply to an investment in an NFT or a real estate development. You can't solicit funds for a business opportunity, abandon the business and abscond with money investors provided to you. Our team here at the IRS-CI and our partners at HSI closely track cryptocurrency transactions in an effort to uncover alleged schemes like this one. So yeah, it's good. Like you say, a shot across the bow. I mean, we definitely need um, some form of regulate or protection against against these sort of scammers and these people that are doing all these rug pulls. But I think you're right. We it, do do we want this heavy handed regulation um, regulation coming in that we have from from the normal world? This is kind of the the bankless revolution where we're going to be self-sovereign and looking after our own assets and taking taking that responsibility. So I think. Is we don't necessarily want this huge centralized entity to come in and police it for us. We've got to get to a point, I think, where we need to innovate around kind of policing policing it ourselves. But it is good to see that they've come in and arrested the guys, um, and hopefully some of the people that have lost out money get get their money back. I mean, I'm not holding out any hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I mean, it's tough, isn't it? Because in any human interaction, uh, you know, going back to you know, the beginning of civilization, people have been disingenuous and tried to steal, whether that's a loaf of bread or, you know, finessing the stock market to um, win, swindle people out of their 401ks. Like it's, yeah. it's happened uh, extensively. And I think that, you know, Web3 is amazing and, and we're creating uh, the new understanding of the value of currency and the value of art and the value of experience and yeah. interaction. Um, and it's gonna come it does already come with some some really wild risks, uh, but as soon as you know, we can start using the innovative people in our own communities, which I know there are, um, you know, hundreds of thousands, these things are being worked on, and, and and if we can make it slowly safer for people without too much government intrusion, that's the that's yeah. the end goal. But at the end of the day, there there does need to be, um, you know, I'm a decentralized you know, maxi in pretty much every way. But at the same time, there needs to be some sort of threat of 
um, jail time or something yeah. genuinely serious to um, hopefully dissuade these people from doing it as regularly as they yeah. do already. We will burn your seed phrases. <laughs> if you do this again, we well, will that that guy who bought Bitcoin in 2009 and then went on a, uh, it got sent to jail for 10 years and couldn't sell anything is now the happiest man coming out of jail. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He was like, I'm so glad I was in jail because I would have sold this immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of stories like that, um, especially with a lot of what it was used for. But I think um, what's kind of good to get about um, obviously blockchain is that it's on the public ledger and it's there and you can see every single wallet address that minted this. And in theory, if, 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 they could, in theory, reverse those transactions if you know the 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 kind of regulation that went against them, and they they give them an opportunity to give the money back, and they could refund. They, literally, you know exactly every single wallet that minted. So there's something that could be done there. But I'm look, looking forward to some kind of innovation, really, about transparent financing for some of these projects to see that to a point where what I've always loved about blockchain is the autonomous nature of the code and the fact that you don't need the middlemen to process anything. The whole the whole system is run by the code. You only have to trust in the math, which is the, which was the big big thing for me. What got me excited about crypto in the first place and maybe we'll see in the future that when these projects use some kind of um, uh, trustless service where they can associate their um, the, the mint funds that they ta have and it automatically goes into these separate wallets that are wrote that are multi-sig and can only be used for certain things so people can't just 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 rug you and then maybe we'll see that there's a trend in that and that is something that people won't mint projects unless they can see this kind of transparent financial um, methodology being used on, on the mint proceeds. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like our weather report safe is set up through a Gnosis safe that is a multi-safe between, you know, you know, all of our founders and ledgers, you know, yeah. like it's important. It's super important. It, it brings me on to a wider question actually that I've been like, or a wider statement I would say rather that, you know, I've been thinking about recently, which is just like trying to track some influencers like like bigger nft influencers money in the space you know people using tornado cash and yeah you know rooting it things other things and like it's it's tough because you have to ride the balance between do i want people knowing how much money i make from these things and what i'm selling it on and i've come you know uh, people have have come for me being like why are you buying a board ape and i'm like because i am also a trader as well and yeah, i've yeah. earned the money that i've earned and mm -hmm. can spend it how i'd like to spend it um but I'm, you know, I thought for a brief second there, I was like, oh, maybe I should put this through Tornado Cash and do it on a burner wallet so that, you know, yeah. maybe, you know, I, I don't come under so much yeah. scrutiny. But then you're fighting against the idea of transparency to begin with. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, I'm just going to be who I'm going to be. And if you're going to, you know, if you want to be upset, then we can we can have a talk about, you yeah. know, why I believe that I'm allowed to move in the space in the same way as other people. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we've seen too many influencers pump these bags, pretend they don't have them and then cash them all out on the other side. And and you know what? I tell you what, the government will catch up at some point. Um, and it may, it may be five, six years from now when they actually have the tools to, um, you know, the millions and millions of dollars they spent on blockchain combing tools that are in development now. Yeah. Like y y you need to just move in a way that is just respectable because I guarantee you this will come and bite people. Um, because when this becomes a worldwide thing, there will need to be some people all locked up yeah. for what they did. Um, you know, in the five years prior so that the Absolutely. government can say, hey, look, we're starting from a clean slate and these people went to jail um, and mm -hmm. now we're, we're looking at everything. Yeah, I find it funny that the, the blockchain and crypto has this um, reputation of, you know, people, nefarious actors are using it. It's all about people scamming people and it's crime. It's just like it's literally the worst system to use for that kind of thing because it's a public ledger and it's there forever. And anyone can write a decent bot crawler, crawl all the data and just tell you exactly what's been going on. So, yeah, it's um, 
uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of evolves over time. So the, the next story I wanted to talk about um, is the Veve Marketplace exploit. Now, I think that's the way that you pronounce it. I'm not a big, I'm not a user myself of the Veve Marketplace. Uh, I've been assured that this is how it's pronounced. Hopefully I've got it right. Uh, but Veve is the NFT marketplace, which is popular um, among some really big mainstream brands such as Marvel, Pixar and Coca-Cola. I think the reason they use it is um, it's not on East Main there. It's um, supposedly more environmentally friendly. Um, and also it kind of gives them uh, so there's a centralized controlled company that is making these brand partnerships with them and, and controlling the way that these things operate. Um, a bit of story, a bit background on the story. The marketplace shut down on Tuesday after someone leveraged an exploit which allowed them to acquire millions of Veve gems, which is their in-app token, which you use to purchase all of their NFTs. Um, this actually, this whole thing happening crashed the price of both the token, um, the gem, as well as all of the the NFTs listed on their site. I think there was a guy who had bought, I can't remember the actual price of his NFT, um, but he bought one and it dropped 80% like a week later because of, because of, because of this exploit and because of what happened. Um, so this really opens up questions about um, NFT marketplaces and the benefits of using uh, kind of slightly more I'm going to slightly is the big word here more decentralized NFT marketplaces rather than these kind of centralized authorities um, what, are, what are your thoughts on this story yeah uh, my wife always says she's like when something like this happens she goes single point of failure yeah that's what crypto is not, not about you know she's like well what did you expect single point of failure um, and does that get and, used to and, be and love- as well are you offered the single <laughs> yeah, exactly. point of failure for things? I say, yeah, sometimes she's just like, you know, single point of failure and then she points directly at me. Um, no, but, 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 but she's right. She's 100% right. And, you know, I think that we're trying to build this new world, trying to, you know, make things more fair and, you know, decentralized. And these exploits only further hurt what we're all trying to build, especially when large companies are involved. This one matters a huge amount because of the companies who are involved with it and if the companies are burned uh they'll be less likely to return uh, with the same uh you know verbal or vigor for 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 that um for for better lack of a word really and yeah i it's tough because centralization will help with things like you know centralization for like coinbase nft marketplace like that being a centralized exchange in theory is potentially a positive thing because it onboards people um and gives them an easier way to um, buy NFTs that doesn't include sending it to a, a browser extension that they potentially don't want to do or don't feel safe doing. And so it, it, I think it's a, yeah. it's a Libra scale. We have to, we have to maintain a little bit of balance, but exports like this don't, don't help anyone. Um, but it's yeah. why, you know, s- the sole ecosystem has a single point of failure, you know, like in some of the other places. And I think that just letting, I don't think there's enough maybe literature out there or education out there about you know what these things are and why they've yeah. happened you know the last thing you know there's a story you always hear i just got into nfts and i've lost all my money in the first week yeah. Um, yeah. because of something that was technically out of my control or you know i just again uh, the, the the education aspect is, is where we need to prevail here because again mm-hmm. the wild west yeah. you know these things happen and it's really unfortunate but the more that people understand you know all the way from not your keys not your crypto to yeah. you know this sort of stuff it's like it's important 
Yeah, and it's complicated. It's hard to get into, and I know a lot of people that um, their only exposure to the NFT space is is the Verve marketplace because it's the recognizable brands that they know and they feel it's going to go up. But uh, in general, the user experience that I've heard from using the app is really terrible. The way that you have to queue, people are just sitting there spamming the buy button because they know as soon as it comes on sale, it go, they they sell out within seconds, and it's just the whole system. The way it works is just it, it's it's. I don't find it. It's not that great and i think we're still in this i it's funny i find the web3 um brand of web3 quite interesting because in a way i'm kind of looking forward to web4 i kind of see web3 as web1 and you know with the original <laughs> internet where everything was really janky when everything but you know aol online you visited you were websites. asking jeeves yeah, exactly. Ask Jeeves. You, you've visited websites by um, IP addresses. You had to you dial up mode, modem, made all the stupid noise. You, no one could be on the phone while you're on it. It was all janky. It was complicated. <laughs> Only the the weird subsects of the of the, of society was using it, and everyone was looking at them like raising one eyebrow, like, "What are you guys even doing over there?" And that's kind of, I think, where we are with Web three at the moment. And what's for me is going to be really exciting is when it's seamless. As when you don't know you're interacting with a blockchain, when it's all just seamlessly integrated into into a user experience that people are more used to and don't notice. It's when you get rid of that breaking the fourth wall, where people don't have that um, seeing the construction of something, seeing how something works, it just works. That is when the exciting part, that's when we're really going to make it and get that, that mainstream adoption. Um, and I think that's... Uh, <laughs> we've still got a long way to go until we can until we get to that stage. One hundred percent. I I know I know what you mean. I'm excited for Web four, whatever that may be. Whether that's you know living in some sort of altered carbon <laughs> universe, I'm I'm here for it. I think is it going to be like the Matrix where we're all going to be plugged in on the spine and it's just we're all in 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 um, Yuga Labs's other side. We're all just we all just exist yeah. only in the other side. As, as oh, there's uh, a tweet. <laughs> the, 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 there's literally a tweet there, and I and I've, I've just come up with it. And I'm going to post it after this. You, you, do you remember the um, the um, and, and now now I'm thinking about it. I need to actually look at it. But you know, Assassin's Creed, like the company that makes Assassin's yeah, Creed, yeah, yeah. in inside inside the game, and you like <laughs> yeah. go into like some sort of thing. Surely yeah. there's some combination between Yuga Labs logo and that yeah, logo. <laughs> so what is the name of the, what is the name of their company as well? Um, in that because that was always the worst bits in the Assassin's Creed game, though, wasn't it? You were like playing, you were like, yeah, I'm assassinated. Oh no, I've got to play this no, bloody no, no, cutscene back, back into the lab or whatever it is. But yeah, hang on, I think you're right. Games and sort of media often predict the future, and maybe the Assassin's Creed company is Yuga Labs. You heard it here first, the NFT roundup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and do you know what? And I tweeted it the other day and I stand by it. I, for one, welcome our new Yuga overlords. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah, seem to be yeah. this. They, they, they've, they, they've only given out money to the people who believed in them. So I kinda, I, I've got no reason to, to fade them. Okay, so the last story we want to cover this week is about the World of Women uh, companion drop. So World of Women, huge blue chip NFT collection that you probably all know. Um, today, about an hour after uh, after we finish recording, they'll be launching their companion drop, which is World of Women Galaxy, which is uh, very similar to their initial drop of World of Women, but a slightly different style um, of, of characters that are supposedly from, uh, from another planet. Um, the drop is going to be completely free for World of Women holders. They're also going to be doing a Dutch auction uh, for, as a public sale um, and also allowing um, people on their allow list to purchase for uh, 0.3 ETH. Um, they've marketed it pretty well. There's quite a lot of hype around this one. I know a lot of celebrities and influencers and other prominent projects have been promoting it. We've had people like Gwyneth Paltrow and Reese Witherspoon um, 
promoting the project, putting a few tweets out about it. They've also had some partnerships with Zipkeys and Boss Beauties. They were in the Yuga Labs trailer in the little spaceship at the end. Um, so yeah, lots and lots of hype um, about this project. Did did you ever own a World of Women, Toby? Uh, no, I've never been a World of Women holder, and it's actually one of my biggest regrets, if I'm being yeah. pretty honest. Um, I so like one of the first uh, projects after like I sold my board apes and I was like moving around. I got into was Fame Lady Squad, and oh, yeah. them they at the time were pegged as the first ever female uh, ran NFT and launched. And it was all female collection, still is. Um, and then there was obviously the very famous uh, rugging that happened with that, with the founders coming out being um, a few Russian guys. Um, and then obviously the, the crazy transition and amazing transition to board Becky taking over that over there yeah. and then a couple of other great people from that community shepherding it through into it into a new um, era, which was super cool to see. I think it's the first time that had happened. But I then was like, oh, man, like I've been burned. You know, it was one yeah. of my first burnings. Um, and uh and and then and then world of women came out and i was like oh we were still like oh, i thought this was the first female one and but really i just then got taken aside by cool cats and meeting everyone and then building letters and all other stuff so yeah. I, I i i never got one but i am now definitely kicking myself for not having one and 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 you know seeing i was very lucky to film for the documentary uh the um meta citizen are making called not jpeg which would be one of like yeah. the first nft documentaries which is really cool and they interviewed the uh you know the world women founders and they're just so inspiring and amazing and i just it's just one of those ones that i was like i i keep meaning to go and, and allocate the money to do it and now it's like definitely hitting all the heights it should do so yeah yeah it's exciting about the companion drop as well because we've seen that sort of technically happening it seems to be a new kind of trend you know yeah. um I know the dead dead fellas did their their dead friends, um, but then also you know you've got like most recently Gutcat Gang releasing all of their different serums, yeah. and it's just like expanding these already good and solid projects that have a, a a good community and base and and price action, and then saying hey I know that you can't necessarily afford seven eight nine ten ETH, um, yeah. but would you like to join in in in, in an alternate way uh, that gives you the same it's it works well, following the MAYC model, um, but it's it's super exciting and especially for for projects you know that are in that Yuga Labs um other side spaceship you know you, yeah. I, I i i have nothing but to feel but really potentially bullish for stuff like that you know i wish i had any that... nft that was in that spaceship you know <laughs> <laughs> but i think you're right the whole uh mut- kind of mutant apes as well it kind of gave people that that uh, that entry into into the project and you think a lot of these projects are like five thousand or ten thousand pieces you know that's not a huge amount and especially if people own more than one or two of them um, if we've got lots and lots of more people coming into the space, people want to be part of some of these projects. So it's nice to have um, some kind of option to getting yourself some exposure to these communities and joining in with the groups. So no, I, I, completely, I completely agree with you there. Um, what are your predictions for this one then? Do you think, I mean, I don't know, I don't know the details on how many they're launching or how many are going for the Dutch auction or anything like that. But I, I kind of think it's going to mint out pretty quick, this one. Yeah, oh, I think so. I mean, you've got an amazing community of uh, of, of nft holders and people behind that community and and i think that you know we were talking about it earlier you know ape token giving apes finally a bit of liquidity to to buy into these projects so we've seen quite a lot of projects there's like there's mid-tier or were mid-tier projects now sort of reach elevation world of women and you know doodles and azuki and you know like it's interesting to see where those people are putting their money because clearly that flows down from an influx of ape coin surely yeah Um, yeah I was gonna say, there's a guy who had 110 bored apes. I mean, that's a lot of ape coin that he. <laughs> what actually? What did you do with your ape coin? I didn't ask. I didn't ask you this. Um, I 
lost probably about like ten thousand dollars trying to trade ranges with my eight coin and then uh i bought back i i like doubled down on my investment at like eleven dollars i was like yeah. right i'm just gonna buy back in with the original add in uh, a few more eth and so i've got a little bit more and so i'm, I'm holding it like yeah. i I, 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 I sat down for a while and I was like, I should be cashing this out and putting it in USDC and doing all this other stuff. But then, you know, I definitely took a little bit of profit, but mainly I, I'm, I'm going to hold it. I just think that the land coming next next month yeah. um, and already being rewarded by the BAY ecosystem I've held for two weeks. I was just like, right, well, I just kind of fell onto this train. So I think I should probably continue to ride it. But maybe that's the degen in me, who knows? <laughs> yeah, the uh, the degen is, is in all of us. So you've got to watch out for when he rears his ugly head. So yeah, that's pretty much everything today. And now I have put together a little thank you for you for coming on to the nft roundup today um i'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, with jimmy dow we did talk about it earlier actually which is uh, mm -hmm. my little meme collection that i put together as a bit of a a parody of the irene dow now i don't know if you got access to your to your wallet at the moment uh, I, I might have I sent, do, yeah i sent you a little something before we came on to record <laughs> No way. <laughs> am, I, am I now a Jimmy Dow holder? You're joking. You may well be. Let's go. The cowboy. <laughs> Let's go. That is so rad. <laughs> so yeah, I'll stick it on the screen behind us. But yeah, little uh, little custom Jimmy Dow. I think it's something I'm going to do for our, for our guests going forwards. Just send him over a, a little custom, <laughs> a little custom Jimmy Dow. He's beautiful. Dow for you. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. Uh, so Toby, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. We'll definitely have to do this again. You're always more than welcome on, on the show, uh, both the podcast and the, and the NFT roundup. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much. Dude, no worries. Peace. Thank you anyone who managed to get this deep into today's episode. Uh, to support the channel, you can hit the like button, leave us a comment, tell us what you think. If you're listening to the podcast version, maybe leave us a, a review. Um, a, a positive one would be nice um, maybe if you're not if you're not enjoying it don't leave us a review um send us a dm keep that private yeah um but apart from that we'll have a this show will be back next week with this with next week's nft news rounded up for you in a bite-sized chunk which as again has ended up being 45 minutes long but we'll see if we can keep next one a bit shorter next week we should have calcio back so that'll be good for you um we could have our little nip cat back in the studio so thanks very much and i'll catch you on the next one <laughs>